So I'm Stephen Wolf from Harvard University, and I'm here with my friend John Mearsheimer from the University of Chicago, and we're talking about how COVID-19 is going to affect world politics and U.S. foreign policy. Here's what I think. First, the world's going to be less open, less trade, less tourism, less business travel. It's another nail in the coffin of hyper-globalization. We're not going back to autarky, but there are going to be a, it's going to be a much less connected world than before. Second, the world's going to be less free. Governments everywhere are imposing lockdowns, tracking and tracing their citizens, closing schools, taking control of the economy, becoming more nationalistic and xenophobic. So it's a less free world we're headed for. And then finally, the pandemic will force the United States to adopt a more restrained foreign policy. We're running up huge debts, and Americans are going to care a lot more about health care, jobs, getting schools back open, then they'll care about who's running Afghanistan or Ukraine or Libya. We won't become isolationist, but we aren't going back to 2016 either. Now, those trends were all happening before COVID, but the pandemic has strengthened them. So, John, what do you think? I think that generally speaking, Steve, you're correct. But I have two minor differences, and let me tell you what the first one is. I think your point that COVID is going to lead to more authoritarianism, more centralization of power by states uh, across the planet is correct. But I think there's one notable exception to that, and that's the United States. The Trump administration, of course, here we're talking about President Trump, has shown remarkably little interest in centralizing power for purposes of dealing with the pandemic. And you would have expected him to do this. You would have expected him to treat this as an extreme emergency. But he has not done that at all. And in fact, he has delegated authority to deal with this problem to governors. It's really quite remarkable. So although there's a lot of talk about authoritarianism in the case of Trump as a result of COVID, I think exactly the opposite is the case. Well, I agree with you that Trump hasn't consolidated power as he might have. I guess I'd argue that's because he's just too lazy and incompetent to pull something like that off. He was certainly uh, not competent to pull off a national response to the pandemic itself. But remember, he's also been sending federal troops into cities. He's run roughshod over Congress's control over the budget. He's doing everything he can now to rig the election. He's used the Department of Justice as essentially his personal attorney. All of these things are things that autocrats do. He's just not as skillful at it as some of the people he admires around the world. Well, I think there's no question, as you point out, man has authoritarian tendencies. But I was saying with regard to the pandemic, if there was ever an opportunity to centralize power and be an authoritarian, the pandemic provided the excuse for that. And he did exactly the opposite. Regarding the point that he's incompetent, who could disagree with that? So let's turn to American foreign policy more broadly. Uh, do you think the United States is going to end up being more restrained as a result of this? I don't think so. I, I hope you're right for sure. But I think the problem here is China. There's no question that there's going to be tremendous uh, economic pressures on either a Biden administration or a Trump, Trump administration to rein in American military power. Uh, and if it was just the Middle East that we were talking about uh, or withdrawing from NATO or 
reducing our force levels in NATO, I think we could get away with it. But the problem is that China is a potential peer competitor. It's getting stronger by the month. And the United States is going to have to devote an enormous amount of resources to deal with it. And it's not going to end up leading to a foreign policy of restraint, I fear. Well, uh, uh, certainly I agree with you that the United States and China are going to be serious rivals for uh, many years to come. But again, I think that's precisely why the United States is going to have to be more restrained elsewhere. Uh, you know, back in the unipolar moment, we thought we could run the whole world because we had no peer competitors, no serious rivals. And we thought the world was moving in our direction anyway. Uh, but now that we face a serious rival, you have to focus laser-like on that problem. You can't get bogged down in places that aren't strategically vital, and you can't spend a lot of time subsidizing the security of your wealthy allies. So I think you will get an active American policy mostly in Asia, but a much more restrained approach toward other parts of the world, Middle East, Europe, and some other areas as well. I think that that's true with regard to Europe, which is an area where we've devoted huge amounts of resources. But I don't think it's true with regard to the Persian Gulf. The Persian Gulf is an area of great strategic importance to the United States and to China as well, because it gets so much uh, oil from the Persian Gulf. And therefore, I think you're going to see a significant competition between the United States and China, not just over East Asia, but over the Persian Gulf and over the waters that lead from the Gulf. To East Asia. Uh, well, I think maybe, but maybe not. Uh, it depends a little bit on whether or not you think doing more there is going to solve the problem. Uh, in any way, time will tell. We'll see if we're right in a few more years. John, as always, great talking to you. Likewise, Steve.